0: Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in
1: their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. My guest today is really passionate about multiculturalism, youth empowerment, community engagement and international education. Ben Paveda Alfonso recently won the Minister for Youth Excellence in Youth Leadership Award in the NT Young Achiever Awards, and that was presented by the Honourable Lauren Moss, Minister for Youth. It's such an honour to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, joining us and congratulations for all you do. Welcome Ben. <laughs> Hello Jeff, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so
0: excited to join the podcast and it is an honour to be able to share a little bit about me.
1: Well it was an honour to uh, to meet you on the awards night and to see you on the stage and a big smile. our listeners can't see your <laughs> smile right now but it was exactly the same. Uh, on the awards night. It was <laughs> such a thrill to, uh, to meet you and all of the other winners, of course, and to acknowledge the good work that you all do. Ben, you've done so much already in your short life, and I want to unpack just a little bit of it, starting with your time at CDU, and they are one of our long-term sponsor partners, and so quite coincidental and uh, terrific yeah. that... You've uh, gone through the journey so far with your education, and of course they educate so many of our young people in the territory. Can you tell us a little bit about your roles on the CDU Student Council and also the International Education and Training Industry Groups?
0: Absolutely. Look, it's it's really interesting that we start uh, with this question. I think it's really uh, appropriate because this brings me back to 2017, I think, or 20. 20- 18, if I'm not wrong, uh, when I was studying at CDU, my, my, my accounting degree, uh, I was trying to be involved in as many uh, activities as possible. So I joined the CDU Student Ambassador Program and I had the fortune uh, and the luck to be invited to actually attend the Young Achiever Awards. Uh, And I was sitting on the CDU table with the vice chancellor by then, uh, Simon Maddox and his wife. And I was looking at uh, at the people around and listening to those amazing stories. And I was thinking uh, myself, man, one day I got to be there. One day I will make it. And here we go, four years later, (laughs) I was able to do it. Uh, so that's that's very, very inspiring and I think appropriate to mention. And yes, to tell you a little bit more about what I did when I was at CDU in addition to, to the ambassador program, I was elected as the president of the CDU Student Council. By then it was called the CDU Student Association or CEDUSA as we used to call it. So it it, it is the the peak student group at CDU, they advocated, I represented represents and lobbies on behalf of the student cohort at CDU and in addition to that, I was also elected as the undergraduate representative on the CDU council. So I was actually uh, sitting on the table with uh, the vice chancellor, deputy vice chancellors and senior executives at the university to represent and advocate on behalf of the students and ensure that their voices were heard and that we were able to bring to the table ideas and recommendations for CDU to make things better. So it was an exciting, a very important opportunity because I learned so much about governance, about how the university works. And that led me to actually uh, contact the NT government and uh, recommend or suggest that there should be uh, a student position or a student seat on the international education and training industry group. So when I uh, first uh, got uh, to be part of that group, uh, I was the very first international student to do it. And I was really proud of that because I identified the niche, I, I identified the gap. Uh, and I suggested that in such an important forum like uh, which are all the international education providers in the Northern Territory uh, discussing matters uh, impo- of importance for the students with the government and other important stakeholders. Uh, I thought, okay, I think the student voices should be here. And as part of the study NTS student ambassador program, I was selected to sit on, the, on, the, on that group. And following on that, there's been now two other, two or three other students part of that group uh, starting from that. So it was uh, obviously a very enriching experience. I learned so much about, you know, government boards and others. And, of course, I use those skills in what I do now in my life.
1: And what a great uh, initiative, a great idea initially to get young people, international students involved in decision processes for education. I just think that's brilliant and uh, so necessary. And I know you've done a great deal to help international students and we'll we'll get there shortly as well because it's really exciting what you've done and how you involve others in that journey. You're also uh, part of the study NT and, and CPA uh, as well as CDU student ambassador roles. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, i uh, I was uh, when I was studying, I would put my hand up for every single opportunity that I would see out there. I wanted to learn as much as I could, to meet as many people as as, as I could, and and you know to be involved in the community. Volunteering, which is something that I'm really passionate about. So I started as a CDU student ambassador and then I move on to CPA, uh, certified public accountants, because that's what I started as an accountant. So I wasn't studying a uh, C- CPA student ambassador as well. Uh, and then also a study NT student ambassador. So with CDU, I was helping. Uh, Uh, organize events, to be involved in events like the orientation week, the open day, welcoming new students, sharing our stories, uh, what are tips that we could give to new students at CDU. I made so many friends. That was probably the very first group that I was uh, really part of, I would say, here in Australia. And that really uh, led me to be involved more and more. So uh, with CPA, I remember uh, the general manager, Josh coming to, to CDU campus to talk about CPA, to try to get us involved in the program. And then, you know, I thought about myself, uh, maybe because I haven't finished my degree, I could not join the CPA program yet, but maybe I could do something to help. So I actually went and talked to him and his colleagues and told him, look, Josh, I'm starting my degree, but I want to be involved, what, what I can do to help. So they uh, recruited me straight away. I learned so much through the program. I became a CD, uh, CPA a student ambassador. I assisted in events, promoting events, attending events as well, assisting in logistics and, and you know, participating in forums, in congresses. Uh, one of them was held here in, in Dow in the CPA Congress, which was really fantastic. And actually, through the CPA program, I got my very first business cards. I got my very first uh, profile picture for LinkedIn and actually I created my very first link, my, my first, my my LinkedIn account, in fact, through uh, the advices that I got from CPA. So they told me, I didn't even know of the existence of, of, of LinkedIn and how important that was. And then they, you know, although it was all volunteering, you know, they, they wanted me to, you know, upskill myself to learn more things. And it was, you know, really important if if I didn't take that step, I wouldn't, you know, probably be able to do the things that I do. And then lastly, the study NT program, study NT ambassador program, which is probably the one that that really changed uh, my life, I guess. I was part of it for two years. It's up of 25, 24 to 25 international students from uh, across different nationalities, who basically get together to uh, promote international education in the Northern Territory and to share the wonderful things that the NT has to offer when someone decides to come to the territory and live, study, and work. So we were able to attend lots of events, to meet with ambassadors, consul consulates, uh, to uh, you know share our stories, attend webinars. Uh, meet agents, meet people from the industry all over, I was able to travel around Australia through the ambassador program, attend professional development sessions, you know, that helped me with public speaking, social media, networking, everything. So I, I was part of the program for two years. And somehow I am still linked with them because I believe in so much uh, of, of what the program is about, and I can see so much potential and so many people are doing amazing things uh, through, through those all those programs. So, yes, that's a little bit about what I did uh, and do with the study NTCPA and CDU.
1: It's a fair bit. And what I love about people like you, Ben, who come to Australia and integrate in the community, just want to give back, want to get involved, uh, the thing that I love is that people have a, they keep their own traditions, but they integrate into Australian traditions, uh, learn the cultures, uh, get involved, want to make a difference, and you can see that with you. You've just jumped oh, wow. in feet first, want to help. And you know what? It comes back because you've made friends, you've had development, you've had opportunities. But that comes because you wanted first to make a difference and you're such a role model and a wonderful example for all international students who come to Australia or anywhere around the world to just jump in and have a go, make a difference, because it will come back to reward you as well. that's what uh, we call karma. So I (laughs) take my hat off to you and I acknowledge how amazing you are and just such, as I say, a wonderful role model for everybody. So thank you for being that for everyone. Uh, And, of course, and I love your accent as well, of course. Now, (laughs) I'm hinting... If there's a little uh, bit of Colombia in there. Would that be correct?
0: <laughs> that is correct. Yes, I'm all uh, a Latino guy. Like they like to call me around. <laughs> so yes, I'm uh, Colombian all the way from South America. So I speak Spanish. Really proud of my accent. It's very cool. We'll never lose it.
1: <laughs> Just on another little uh, aside, can you tell us? Is uh, Colombia all that the media make it out to be? Uh, no really, Jeff. You know, this is one of the.
0: Uh, speaking about Colombia is one of the things that I'm most passionate about, and and my goal to portray uh, the reality of Colombia as a country is is one of the things that drive me every day. Because before I came to Australia, I already knew that you know due to the uh, challenges that we faced thirty years ago, the reputation of my country wasn't the best uh, in an international setting but when I came to Australia I realized a little bit more that uh, that there is a lot that we can still share there is a lot that we should talk about other than than the challenges that we face and I think uh, part of the things that I always do when I come to events or attend uh, uh, this type of ev- of, of opportunities is to talk a little bit about my country and to make sure that uh whatever is shown on netflix on facebook and stuff like that is not necessarily uh what is happening at the moment although yes we have we face uh, uh, a lot of challenges back home back in the day with uh with issues of crime and, and drugs, uh, which I'm not going to talk about uh, today. Uh, we're working really hard. My parents, our families and their generation and our generation of younger people are working really hard to portray the amazing things that Colombia has to offer uh, to the world uh, and to talk about uh, the things that really matter. So. For example, you know, Colombia is one of the world's 17 mega diverse countries and has the second highest level of bio- biodiversity in the world. It's oh. the, uh, you know we have uh, the Amazon rainforests, uh, Grislands, highlands, and it's the only country in South America with coastlines and islands along both Atlantic and Pacific oceans. So we have one of the one of the most. Uh, uh, diverse countries in the world. And we're uh, excellent when it comes to sports, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, coffee production, flowers. Uh, and somehow, somewhere I read a couple of years ago that Colombia one of, was one of the happiest countries in the world. I believe we were the second. I don't know where that where those stats came from, uh, but I believe that we are overcoming a lot of the challenges that we faced uh some years ago, so I encourage everyone uh, to read a little bit more about what our country does. Uh, Obviously, like right right now as we speak for the last uh, four weeks, there has been some social challenges at home due to some tax reforms uh, that we don't need to get into, but there's been a lot of talk internationally about how our people are always putting their voice up. And, and and showcasing that the most important part of our society is uh, the people's voices and recommendations and what they bring to the community when some of the leaders don't necessarily take that into account. So that's a bit about Colombia, Jeff.
1: Well, Ben, I think uh, from a tax perspective, you'll be just a person having completed your degree to help them with the tax, and you're clearly a walking. Tourism brochure for Colombia, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I think if you're a, an example of the average Colombian, we all need to go and fall in love with Colombia.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> so when you book your tickets to South America, Jeff, please let me know. I'll I'll yeah. book you around.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. You better do that, and I'll go and visit your family uh, as well. Well. You're now working as the policy officer for the NT Government's Office for Youth Affairs. What does your role entail there? Yes,
0: Jeff. I'm so excited to share that uh, in uh, in this podcast because, uh, you know, I'm really proud and honored to join the NT government, to join the Office of Youth first, because I believe in the program and the vision for young people in the Northern Territory. I am policy officer, uh, and in this case, I am the program coordinator for the NT Youth Roundtable, which basically is a program that has been running for over 20, 20 years in the Northern Territory. And it's a group of young leaders in uh, who come uh, together and bring their ideas uh, to the table. They they are basically a group of 15 to 16 young leaders from different parts of the Northern Territory, such as Darwin, uh, Palmerston, Alice Springs, Catherine, Tennant Creek. This year we have people from Gove, uh, from Groot Island, and basically, they are uh, uh, young people of ages between 15 to 25 who get together, develop strategies, develop projects, develop uh, ideas and, and, and provide feedback to government, to ministers. In this case, uh, someone that you mentioned earlier, <laughs> Minister Moss. Who is the Minister for Youth uh, in order to uh, take, um, to ensure that the government takes the right steps when it comes to youth policy? So basically, they are. People who are able or young leaders who are able to give us feedback to tell us how things are going in the regions, what can we do better as uh, as, as government, and and you know and, and provide us with the feedback that is required to know if the if the services and the projects that are being uh, developed in the regions are working or aren't, and what else can be done. Uh, so as this is something that I'm really uh, passionate about. Youth empowerment is uh, is one of my, uh, you know, those things that really uh, I'm passionate about in life. And I think being able now to to have gone through similar programs in my life and now being able to coordinate something like this is something that I'm super proud of and to see, and and hear the stories of these amazing people who are doing so much, so many good things out there, and 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 to hear the stories and what they want to do for the communities is just incredible. You probably will remember uh, Jeff that in my speech I mentioned. Uh, 15 different names, uh, uh, the, uh, thanking <laughs> and 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 acknowledging people out there, and and they were them. They were the 2021 NTU Roundtable, and some of them were actually there at the awards night, sitting in in one of the tables, which was pretty amazing. And when I finished, uh, and when I went and talked to them, they were so proud. But I was also proud to see them because one of the things that I told them is that we will work together really, really hard in the upcoming years to make sure that they will be there the next time in the next years. And, and that is something that I want to see and I'm sure something that
1: uh, will happen. Brilliant. Sounds fantastic. Well, we have a really terrific relationship with the NT government. They really, really do make a big difference. They're very passionate about supporting young people, and I know Minister Lauren Moss is a wonderful human being, and she does a great job, very supportive, always comes to our events to support our young people, which is fantastic.
0: And an interesting fact, Jeff, is that uh, Minister Moss was actually part of the roundtable in 2010 and 2011. She was the chair of it. So wow. she has really been through the process and, and this is something that inspires us no, uh, inspires us all. So yeah.
1: That's a great story. I didn't know that. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, she's still uh, very young herself.
0: Uh, Absolutely,
1: yeah. So it's it's great to, to see her development and, People like yourself and all of those people, as you said, on the round table, watching them grow and continue to give to uh, to the community. Now, you, you also support welfare of international students by working really closely with Charles Darwin University, we talked about, Navitas, and also Unilodge. Can you tell us a bit more about their involvement?
0: Absolutely. Uh, my first, I guess official, one of my first jobs in Australia was at Unilodge, So I actually, which is a student accommodation, one of the largest student accommodation uh, uh, companies in Australia, where I lived uh, for three years and a half while I was studying. And basically my job started as a resident leader. So basically I was kind of the point of contact after hours when everyone needed a hand and all that. And then I started organizing events and activities uh, for, the, for the residents. So I started creating uh, events and, and, the, and, and, and activities that will enhance their uh, engagement and satisfaction in the property. So that's where I really kind of developed my social skills and connected with the students, not only international students, but also, you know, uh, students overall or, or people who wanted to experience the, you know, the uni life, I guess. So, you know, we did a lot of, you know, pizza nights, Bowling, uh, KFC night, and and you know watching uh, movies, playing games, going out there and play football, volleyball, and stuff like that. So always trying my 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 I guess my approach is always trying on doing stuff, on using people's time to do something good to do something, uh, to connect, to learn new skills, to uh, network so that uh, people don't have time to do other things that they shouldn't. So that's one of the things that I did at the And then uh, I moved to Navitas, which uh, is one of the largest English providers uh, in Australia. They they run a number of uh, different education programs and partnerships across the globe, in fact. And actually Navitas was the English Institute where I uh, studied English when I first came to Australia back in 2015. So I finished my courses of general English and academic English then. And then after that, they ended up recruiting me as the activities coordinator and, and a student support officer, which was quite interesting. And and, and, and similarly, you know, my, my role was being the first point of contact for inquiries and things like that related to student international student support in this case. Uh, and then uh, creating uh, the activities program, ensuring that there was always something on. I'm going to museums, uh, you know, visiting places in in, in Darwin, so always, uh, you know, trying on doing something. So I've always been focusing my, myself on, on, on trying and do stuff that that really makes a difference in people's life. Uh, And I think connecting and learning more about this new place uh, like Darwin or the Northern Territory has been
1: influential in everything that I do. Ben, you remind me of an ever-ready battery that never runs out. (laughs) You're like this constant go, go, go. Uh, And (laughs) I'm just constantly amazed every moment longer that we talk about how much you actually do (laughs) and certainly see how you won your award you are extraordinary and of course it didn't stop and it doesn't stop there you've Mm. gone on and you co-founded kindness shake that's really exciting so tell our listeners more about kindness shake
0: absolutely uh thanks so much jeff i really appreciate your thoughts and with great pleasure, I, I, I shared a little bit about kindness because this is probably one of the things that I am uh, most proud of uh, during my time here in Australia. Uh, during all this time working, uh, you know, in the
1: uh,
0: young people's area and, and international student support industries, uh, I did a lot of volunteering as, as I have already mentioned and I, I was able to connect with thousands of people, uh, not only uh, students and young people, but also organizations and stakeholders, local businesses. And I think Darwin is a place where, uh, you know, when you do something uh, good for the community, people appreciate it and acknowledge it and always will try to support you. Uh, so in April 2020, when when the pandemic, you know, kicked in, uh, the situation for international students was really hard. Uh, you know, a lot of their main income came from hospitality and retail industries, which then had to close down due to COVID-19 restrictions. And of course, their main uh, way to 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 receive the the financial that they needed to pay the fees, to pay the rent, to pay food, the basic mix was gone. So a lot of people started contacting me not only not only seeking for help, Jeff, but also Uh, people that I have been uh, friends of or have been working with wanted to actually help. So they were, Ben, I heard this, I heard that, what can we do to help? So that was pretty amazing. And I thought, okay, maybe this is something that this is, I don't believe in coincidences. So I think this is like a call uh, and this means something. So I I brought together a a group of about 12 to 15 uh, people who really wanted to help. And we started talking about, things uh, and, and what are the challenges that the community is facing at the moment and what can we do to help? So we talk about rent, we talk about fees, we talk about obviously food, we talk about mental health, we talk about so many things, uh, but obviously a lot of uh, those things are responsibilities of, of different organizations, of governments and other things. So we, we, we decided that food was probably something that we could help with in a practical level so basically uh and that was uh, really needed by then so basically what we did is that we connected with local businesses we connected with international education providers especially with charles darwin university again uh we connected with the anti-government with uh, multicultural organizations and basically every friday night Uh, We were based at at Charles Darwin University providing uh, pre-packed meals, uh, food hampers, and emergency relief uh, gift cards to hundreds of people who would come every Friday night to receive support. So we we were out there uh, as an innovative idea. We received so much support from the community, which was really fantastic. Uh, We ran the project and still do run the project after more than uh, 45 or 50 weeks, and we have provided thousands of meals. We have raised uh, hundreds of uh, thousands of dollars. We have recruited, uh, you know, over 150 volunteers. We have partnered with 30-plus local businesses. We got uh, over $200,000 now in donations and grants for the organization. And, and now Kind and Shake is actually a, a not-for-profit and, and officially uh, a charity uh, focus on international students and, and multicultural communities. So now we we didn't stop there, Jeff. We although we were uh, you know thinking okay, food is important. We start touching on on things such as employability. So we uh, develop a project called Scale Up to Scale Up, which is an employability uh, series, uh, seminars and webinars to help students. Uh, although we couldn't find jobs for them. We could find ways to help them on, on build their resume, build their CV, their LinkedIn and profile pictures. Uh, we also develop a language exchange program called Lingo to Mingle. Uh, we, do, uh, we do so many things out there. We have a program called Mira Local in collaboration with uh, the Rotary Club uh, where uh, international students get to meet with locals and share their stories, share their, uh, their, their feedback. It's, it's just really amazing, Jeff. Uh, it's been running for about a year, and the Kind of Shake is now one of the fastest-growing not-for-profit organizations in the Northern Territory, all fully run by volunteers uh, uh, who use their time and skills and experience to help the community. Uh, and we're just uh, really proud and really happy to have an amazing team uh, who works every day to help the community to the best that they can. So, yeah.
1: Ben, I think you um, probably need to talk to the Vice chancellor at CDU about uh, a PhD in how you have managed to have more than 24 hours in each day. I'm not sure how you do that. Um, that's really extraordinary. Kind of shakes Wow, that's amazing! The amount of stuff that you're doing to help others, and I think you um, made a good point before. You know, not for profits and voluntary organisations. It's not just about about the people who need help. It's also about engaging people who want to help. Correct. Ways. So, you know, that was really uh, spoke very loudly to me. It's a dual-edged sword. You. Um, are many people who want to make a difference and if you can harness their desire to make a difference uh, in a way that you have done it is so important to then be able to make the difference as a collective. So all power to you. That is uh, it's just a terrific story. I'm so, so impressed and clearly you've got big plans, plans for the future as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Look, uh, I think we what we created with with the kind was to be is a platform to share love to share kindness you know to and, and a lot of people who who started attending and receiving help from us turn out to become regular volunteers permanent volunteers and now some of them even run projects themselves so now we are able to actually have a a, a youth oriented organization where, you know, people do not only receive help, but actually it's a place where you can bring your skills and get some experience. And actually uh, we have been able to even help others to find jobs through them getting some experience on what we do. So absolutely we're working really closely with the with the NT government, with the study NT especially in order to be able to uh, create a sustainability uh, approach whereby, this organization can uh, run o- operationally uh, in the future, uh, and that we are able to hopefully have employed staff uh, in a casual basis, where we can, or part-time basis, a full-time basis in the future. Who knows? Uh, where you know we can ensure that uh, we can operate in a in a great way because most a lot of us work. Uh, full-time or use our time or we have you know limited time but because we have an amazing team things are running really well Uh, but obviously we want this to work uh uh uh, for the future you know I want this to you know I want to come back in five years in 10 years in 50 years and show my kids this is what a group of of people committed to support the community did back in the day and look at where it is And, and I believe that one day you know uh you know, a 100 years ago, that's how the Red Cross once started. That's how Salvos once started. That's how Venice once started. Uh, and I think uh, that's kind of our vision. We want to do things at a great scale. We receive calls and messages from other people across the, the Australia, across the country who wants to. Uh, you know, uh, a citizen who want to do something similar. And I believe that's something that we will end up doing in the future. So at the moment, in the short term, we're focused on establishing a proper governance uh, and operational status within the organization uh, and hopefully continue supporting the community that has given us so much. So we're really excited. And I'm sure in the next couple of months, we will be able to report some exciting news because we're bringing uh, the CISA National Conference, which is the Council of International Students of Australia National Conference to Darwin. is coming in September, which is really exciting, bringing uh, that to Darwin, to the Northern yeah. Territory, you know, and many amazing, more amazing things that we will able to achieve, Jeff. So, yeah. I
1: well, think everybody coming to Darwin will absolutely love it. Such a beautiful place and uh, <laughs> to be in good hands as well. will make it for a wonderful time. I I can certainly understand why you were awarded the 2018 Study NT uh, International Student of the Year, and then you're also awarded the 2020 CPU International Alumnus Award. That uh, must have been a real thrill to win those awards.
0: Absolutely, Jeff. Wow, this was uh, some of the most memorable things that happened in my life, to be recognised by the community here in Australia, a place where... You know where I wasn't born, a place where I came here without even speaking the language, and now to be able to inspire others, to represent others, and to be recognized—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just been really incredible. I am really proud and honored to have been. Uh, given uh, those awards, and it's something that I don't take lightly because although, you know, the International Student of the Year Award was uh, given to me in 2018, and although I'm not an international student anymore, I keep working really hard every day to inspire other international students uh, and see what can be achieved when they decide to put the focus on the right things and, and, and put their passions together and and work really hard. And now, obviously, to get the 2020 CDU alumnus award, and, and which is the inaugural, the very first one is just really, really uh, incredible and something that I will always be proud of because uh, you know, there has been thousands and thousands of uh, uh, alumni at, at CDU who have done so many amazing things and to be recognized as one of them and be surrounded by amazing people who also won awards is just a really, really incredible uh, honor to me uh, and something that, uh, you know, I'm really proud of. And and, and, and I don't think uh, this is the end, Jeff. I think that when, when these things happen, more responsibilities come to you, I believe, because uh, you are now that person, you are now the awardee, So so people will look up to you and that means that uh, that you need to actually work harder and harder and harder to continue inspiring others uh, to be there. So I, I keep, you know, advising and, and mentoring other young people who wanna do good stuff. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, there will be hundreds and thousands of bands in the future you know, who will be getting and doing the things that I have done. Uh, and that is what I'm really passionate about. So, yeah.
1: Well, you're a humble guy, that's for sure. And uh, I love <laughs> what you said about uh, the more you inspire, the harder you got to keep working to continue to inspire and take people on your journey with you. So I love that. Well. I loved also that you mentioned that uh, in 2017 18, you were sitting at a table uh, with CDU and uh, Simon. You were thinking, oh, I'd love that to be me one day. I'm uh, to be up there on the stage winning an award, not because you love winning awards, but because of the work that you envisage doing. In your, in your mind, you could clearly see that you wanted to make a difference in how these people were. And when you were nominated for the program just gone, that must have been a thrill for you as well,
0: oh, absolutely, jeff. it's just it's just like seeing my dreams coming to life, you know, it's just like seeing that when when you have a goal, you know, as long as you will really hard for it, nothing is impossible, you know, i by then I was thinking. But you know, who am I? You know, just an international student. I just came here. What can I do? You know, we always, uh, so, something that stops us sometimes from doing things is thinking about how, how, how I will get there but we should be focusing about why and why we want to be there. And things will just come, uh, you know, life will give you the opportunities, will uh, introduce you with the right people and with the right situations. And, you know, I put my focus there. I said, I'm going to work really hard to to help my community and hopefully one day be recognized uh, with a, an award like that. So obviously to be able to, to get, uh, the minister for youth excellence in youth leadership award as an international student especially which i believe was the very first time that that happened uh, was just incredible you know it's just uh, uh uh you know something that i i i envisaged so, for so many years and i was nominated a few times before and I was thinking, oh man, I'm never gonna get it. This is not gonna happen. But this again proves that perseverance, that passions, uh, and determination always pays off. And the life, uh, 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 and the things will come to you in life at the right moment uh, when you're ready, when you deserve them, and when you can use them in a great way. So I'm really happy to to have uh, been through this process, and I'm really excited for what uh, uh, what is next. Uh, you know, in my life because, like I said before, uh this is just the beginning, Jeff. So, yeah.
1: I think stay tuned because it will be an exciting journey. The sky is the limit for you. And I love what you said about don't worry about how, think about the why. You know, mm. why do I do what do I do? What's the purpose that I have? Correct. And if you know your purpose, then... Um, you know, you would just make it happen. So believe Absolutely. in yourself and, and go on the journey. So, and it will happen. I, I couldn't agree more. And as I say, you're certainly a very, very worthy winner. And I know uh, Minister Moss is very, very proud to um, present your award for all the great things that you do. Now, the awards are launching again, not too far away. Why would you encourage people to nominate someone for an award?
0: That's a that's a really good question, Jeff. And, and I'm really glad that uh, of the work that Awards Australia does and that you are able to provide young people with an opportunity to be recognized for everything they do, because I think young people uh, do not always get the chance to. Put their work and their and their initiatives and and the amazing things that they bring to to the world or to the communities uh, uh, in a easier way because of their age or because of social taboos and other things. So I think uh, to be able to help someone uh, to bring their story, to bring their work, to bring their ideas, their their projects in a platform where. Uh, ministers where the administrator of the Northern Territory, the, uh, the different uh, uh, dignitaries that were present on that uh, on that night uh, with city, the vice chancellors, with uh, CEOs of organizations and companies. It's, it's just incredible because I think it is a win-win for our society. For our young people to realize that uh, there is people out there who care about them, that that care about what they do, uh, and that and that the work uh, that that they're making in the in the effort they're putting uh, is is really making an impact in the society. But also to those people that have already gone through things in life that are already leading. Big companies that are making the big bucks, that are making the the decisions that impact our community in different ways, uh, you know, to remind them of the time when they were their age, you know, and now what they've achieved and what support they would have liked to receive when they were their age, you know, to for them to remember, you know, when they were fifteen, when they were twenty-five, when they, you know, what sort of assistance, what sort of uh, people uh, they could, uh, uh, what sort of people could have made an impact in their life. And hopefully, you know, more and more and more and more people will continue supporting the uh, Young Achiever Awards uh, and more people will continue being nominated because there is so much uh, work being done out there, Jeff. Trust me, and now with my with my job, I came to realize that you know we're so lucky to be in the Northern Territory where uh, there are so many great stories and projects and initiatives. So uh, you know, uh, to be able to put that work out there and showcase the amazing things that young people can do and the impact that they can uh, play in the society is just incredible. So I strongly advise anyone to not only nominate themselves but also put someone else forward, you know? Uh, is the most, what is uh, the word, Uh, selfless thing that you can do, you know, just to appreciate uh, someone's commitment. It can be your friend, it can be your family member, it can be anyone that you don't even know. Have you read of someone's stories in the paper? Have you seen someone on Facebook? Did someone tell you about someone? You just need to put their name uh, forward and then, you know, you guys do the rest. Uh, So, I think to be able to, uh, to help in that regard is really incredible. And I take this opportunity, uh, Jeff, uh, to thank you and your team you know, for, for the work that you're doing because it really makes a difference in our life. Uh, and to be recognized for, for the work that we do is incredible. We don't do it because of our words, uh, but because it's our passion and our dreams. But obviously, uh, this is something that I will never forget in my life and something that I will continue working hard for others
1: to achieve too. That's awesome. And uh, as you said, it's the most selfless thing that we can do to help others. And to put someone forward for a nomination is a real selfless thing. I can make such a difference for someone. So certainly encourage everybody to get onto the Awards Australia website and have a look at the nominations. The NT Community Achievement Awards are now open and the NT Young Achiever Awards will be open soon. And also if there's anybody listening who thinks their business might be able to get involved as a sponsoring partner, then there, there are opportunities there because to be able to help keep this program going is uh, such a privilege as well. And you mentioned, Ben, you know, imagine going back when someone was 15 or 25, who's the CEO of a big company now, how much they would have appreciated that right. help then. Ben, what's um, on, a, on a different tact, What's something we might not know about you?
0: <laughs> Good question, Jeff. Uh, you just mentioned before about having a chat with uh, with the vice chancellor uh, uh, about how uh, we use our 24 hours a day. And it's interesting that you say that because I'm having a meeting with him in the next couple of weeks. So I'm definitely going to bring it back, bring it up. Uh, but in addition to the things that I already told you that I do, I am actually uh, really passionate about football and football by football I mean soccer yeah and the right. Right <laughs> <laughs> so I play uh, football for uh, a football team called football without borders which is a uh, focus on uh, multiculturalism and social inclusion so we uh, connect with refugees with migrants and 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 help them uh, assimilate and get used to a new country and a new place like that. went through sports, in this case through football. So we have a male and female team, and we organize the Refugee World Cup uh, every year in collaboration with Football Northern Territory. So I like to say that I play uh, twice or three times a week, but to be honest, lately I've been so busy that I've only uh, managed to do it once a week at the moment. So we play Uh, uh, almost every Sunday or Saturday. Uh, And that is a way uh, that I keep my mindset uh, focusing something else uh, other than work and and this professional stuff. And it's a a way to keep myself healthy as well, which is obviously really important. Uh, You heard uh, how passionate I am about Colombia. So although I'm not the best dancer, uh, I actually dance for uh, uh, a... colombian dance group called macondo so basically awesome. we uh we showcase a little bit about colombia here in Darwin in the northern territory through dance so we organize things like the colombian independence Day on the 20th of july and colombian festivals and other uh, things in in, in multicultural uh, events so basically we just put our, our culture, our, our traditions out there. So always put in my Colombian heart. And probably the last thing that I'll mention uh, in, in, in a more personal level, uh, because uh, Jeff in, in, in all those uh, is not necessarily the best platform to share it, uh, but I feel that this conversation today has been uh, somehow fully positive uh in a way but but i don't want your listeners to get confused and to think that it is all pink color and that we all uh are just i've been only talking about uh you know successes and achievements stuff like that but we all go through a lot of challenges and it is like an iceberg like they say people only see you know the tip of the iceberg uh, but behind, uh, you know, and under the water, there has been so many challenges. So one of the things that you probably don't know about me is that actually uh, I'm an only child and that I was and then my mom is the best dad in the world. Because uh, unfortunately, due to uh, those challenges that I talked about before about Colombia, uh, my dad uh, passed away. Uh, just before I was born. So I was only I was raised by my mom fully uh, with their support and everything that I do and everything that I've been through has been uh, thanks to her and for her. So for those listeners who are doubting about their story and about what they can achieve in life, I think uh, we all go through challenges. Uh, and I think that's part of life, but those challenges should only make us stronger Uh, and should only push us to move forward and do things uh, better and better and better. So although my mom is currently on her own back home, uh, we all are focused for a goal. And and she knows that the best for me at the moment is to be here in Australia. So it has been really challenging for me to uh, leave her there, especially now with COVID-19. But I was able to bring her to Australia for uh, four months for my graduation a couple of years ago, which was really amazing. Uh, and I'm really working hard to be able to bring her to Australia because I want her and she wants to live in this country permanently. So hopefully in a couple of years, I will be able to message you, Jeff, and tell you, hey, Jeff, just so you know, my mom has arrived in Australia and we are a happy family together again. So I just mentioned this because uh, I think it is important to balance Uh, and to realize that uh, there will be challenges in life and there is not just a straight line. Uh, We will uh, uh, receive, uh, uh, you know, difficult messages, difficult situations, but as long as we stay focused uh, and we work really hard with determination, anything is possible.
1: No, I think it's a very good point, Ben, and uh, I'm so sorry you never got to meet your father. Well, your mother sounds amazing. I would be honoured to meet her one day. We have raised you to be the young man that you are. is uh, She should be very proud, and no doubt she is. And it's exciting that uh, she was able to come to visit Australia and that she wants to come and live here. Um, she has a little enticement being her son. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, that would be great, and I'd love to to meet her because she must be an absolutely extraordinary woman to make you. you, to you. be part of making you who you are today. So congratulations, Mum. Uh, <laughs> uh, well done to you. And bringing up uh, children on your own is very, very tough. So, and I think you make a good point, Ben. That there is no better roses all the time for anybody. Everybody has their moments. We shouldn't judge people we shouldn't jump to conclusions and we should try to understand that there may be underlying factors you talked about being a bit low what do you do to help reset bounce back and recharge when you're feeling a bit low
0: Mm. yeah good good point jeff um one of the i do so many things but one of the things that i like doing is Uh, Looking back at pictures of before I arrived in Australia and once I arrived uh, and, you know, to think about where I started, where everything started, where I am at the moment, where I want to be, and especially how it will make me feel when I get there where I want to be. So this gives me some energy. I recharge my uh, batteries and, and, and my focus. Uh, and you know, obviously, thinking about the sacrifices that my mom, that my family, uh, the, my partner, uh, who I live with here in Darwin, happily, uh, all the challenges and, and, and the hard work that that they put uh, uh, in order for us to achieve that, so that I always um, put in, i always put gratitude and appreciation uh, as one of the first things in life. Uh, so realizing that. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a team's work, it's not Ben's work. Uh, it's really important. So that that really always helps me. And and when I say appreciation, it's about thinking that uh, we're really lucky, but sometimes we take things for granted. Uh, and what I mean by this is that sometimes um, we take for granted the fact that we have Legs and arms that we can see things that we can smell that we can talk that we can hear things, because there are hundreds of thousands of people in the world that don't even have that. Uh, the people don't have clean water. The people don't have internet. The people cannot go to school, and the people uh, don't know anything about life, uh, and don't even know that in 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 our side of the world we eat three times a day. Some people can kind only of eat when there is food. So always keeping in mind, I have a picture in my in my in my uh, studio where where uh, that represents that that always brings me back to uh, um, to the to the actual real world and to think about that. You know, it could be you know karma, like you mentioned. It could be God. It could be the universe. It could be whatever you believe in. But realizing that we are in this uh, moment. We're really fortunate to be where we are and that if life has given you the opportunity, the people, the platform to make an impact uh, in someone else's life, in your community, then you should do it. Then you shouldn't use your time and your uh, skills and your knowledge on, on doing other things. So we will always be tired and we will always uh, uh be down at some point uh but the journey is you know uh big. you know it's a large journey and 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 you know always remember where you started where you are now where you want to be and how it will make you feel but also what responsibility you have with the life with the world you know for the life that you are living and how what you're doing today is helping others To live a better life and how what you're doing today is going to help you to be where you want to be in the next five years, 10 years, or whatever it is. So that's the way I see it. Yeah.
1: That's brilliant. So, what is next for Ben?
0: Next, uh, to be honest, uh, I'm really happy where I am at the moment, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. I've been working in, 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 in this role with the anti-government for the last two months, and I'm loving it. Although it's my first year with government, I'm learning so much. I can see that I can put uh, my ideas on the table. I can make a real impact in the program and, and in people's lives. And uh, so I'm really happy where I am. And with the kind shake we'll continue growing uh, really fast and really steady. So uh, I'm seeing myself uh, working really hard to make these two things continue uh, uh, being as successful as they are on a more personal level. Uh, my partner and I applied for our permanent residency last year. So we really think uh, putting our fingers crossed uh, that we are able to Uh, you know, get our permanent residency very soon and being able to think, uh, you know, to continue thinking long-term and and living in this uh, amazing country permanently and continue supporting the community to the best that we can. Of course, you know, I have the normal dreams as everyone has. You know, I love to have a house uh, in the next couple of years. I love to have a family. Although I was an only child, I actually want to have two or three kids minimum uh, I know how challenging it is to be raised as an only child. Uh, so that's what I what, what I
1: think will be next
0: for Ben, Jeff. Yeah?
1: Well, Ben, I wish you uh, all the success in the world. I wish you a speedy, permanent residency. <laughs> uh, and it all comes for all of our sakes. Uh, the sooner the better, because we will all benefit from having Ben uh, as a permanent resident of Australia. Uh, that's a selfish uh, me coming out. We will all <laughs> definitely benefit from having you here. Um, ben, you do a great deal, and where can our listeners connect with you online or get involved in all that you do?
0: Absolutely. Uh, we, If anyone wants to connect with me, you know I'm always on LinkedIn, although I've been a little bit away from it for a while. I'm always there to connect. Uh, you know, my email address, ben at kindness We have our website uh, there as well, kindness Uh, You know, check out the Office of Judah Affairs on our website uh, with the anti-government. But I believe that, yeah, uh, now LinkedIn is a very important platform now more than ever. So, I'd really love to connect with whoever likes to learn more about what we do and who knows, you know, create some other amazing initiatives down the road.
1: Fantastic. Well, Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I've been really, I feel really blessed myself to have uh, talked with you, to have met you, to have seen you in the flesh at the awards night. You're an absolute inspiration and a powerhouse. Thank you so much for sharing. Some of your story with us today.
0: Thank you so much, Jeff, for the opportunity. Thank you for all the work again uh, that you and your team uh, do, and for allowing uh, this platform to share a little bit about me and the work that uh, me, my my team, and my family have been doing. So, thank you, and thank you, all the listeners.
1: It's absolutely our pleasure, and I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to Ben's story as much as I have. If you have. Why not share the podcast and rate and review the podcast with Ben today? We'd certainly love to hear your thoughts. And until next week, please be kind and remember, together we make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award? Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe and remember, together we make a difference.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.